Welcome to another edition of the eSpot with Camille. The eSpot is your location for the latest in entertainment, beauty, and design from the people who make it. Thanks for joining. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everyone to the eSpot with Camille. I'm your host, Camille Cower. And today I have a treat for you all like you have never heard before. This day I have Shy Speaks. I'm trying to think of all the things she does. Well, she sings, she raps, she does all the things that you can think of. She's a spoken word artist straight out of Dallas, Texas. I can't wait for you to meet her. Come on in, Shy. Like, so happy to have you. Thank you for being here, being my guest. And everyone. For having me on the E spot. <laughs> it was totally my pleasure. And a little backstory, I kind of messed up on our schedule. So I thank you for rescheduling with me and coming back when Absolutely. I, yeah, I very well. rarely make them and I feel so guilty about it. So anyway, <laughs> on to you. Tell everyone how you got started as um, I mean, because first of all, it's I think of hip hop being so difficult for women to break into anyway, but the fact that you're so successful with it, tell everyone how you got started and how you really had the courage to go for it. Well, okay. So I, I don't know. I would say I got, I come from a musical family. So I knew early on that I already had like the gift of music, sing song and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't know um, an, an integral part about hip hop and spoken word is to be able to have the songwriting aspect. Anybody can kind of sing along and mimic, but to be able to find your voice is like, it's a whole nother level. And I would say I found my confidence and the fact that I had power in my voice when I was er like early on when I was in elementary school in oratorical contests but it wasn't until I was able to like find my voice through therapeutic writing and poetry and so forth and so on that I was able to find my own message and all that kind of stuff and I was able to put together like my my musical upbringing and then my my lyricism and wordsmithery if that's not that's not a word but yeah i would hey, like to combine those two people be I'll making words up all the time in hip hop that's kind of part of it right it's a, it's a, interesting it's a yeah <laughs> I'll tell you a fun story that I oftentimes don't tell people during during in interviews. I remember being in elementary school and I would sit at sit down and I would rap uh, songs that I heard on the radio and I would do them so well that all the kids would stop playing and come and do like requests, rap this one or rap that one. Mm -hmm. And they did it so often that it would make the teachers, uh, the teachers would be like, uh, they would come over and listen like, okay, we'll do this song. And next thing you know, I'm just sitting there rapping. And that's how I realized like, okay, you really can rap, you know? So anyway, I just think that's like a little fun story to be like, I'm pretty sure that's a unique scenario that most kids are not at uh, elementary. I mean, at recess uh, entertaining the whole crowd. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, I mean, you have like a great speaking voice in general. Like you sound <laughs> like you can sing, you sound like someone who performs. So when you, the different teachers and so on and everyone else, but how about your family? What, you said they're musical, so tell a little bit of us about that. What was it like? You guys were just always singing at home. Like, wh how was that going on? Oh yeah, like right now, if you we, we were to take the East Spot to my family's house and we we're all there at any given moment, we could be like, I, I could say something like, "I'm on the East Spot, East Spot," and then all of a sudden, East Spot, East Spot, and then all of my my family would start coming in with harmony. They, I mean, they just, I'm telling you, it's always. 
like that. It was like that growing up all the time. Our um our aunties uh were are in a group, you know, a musical group, and they made sure all their children, all of us, knew how to how to sing. And it was it was just always like that. We we're from a church family. Uh, my my grandfather was a pastor, so we were the choir. So we had to make sure we had our voice together at all times. So there's that aspect. Yeah. But where I would say my mom understood like the power of my voice, my speaking voice, my delivery, my um, ability to be able to be convicting and compelling was when she put me in oratorical contest, probably at six or seven years old. And I would recite like Maya Angelou speeches or, mm -hmm. you know, I have a dream speeches or it just I, I could just go for three to four minutes with just a long speech and said with conviction and passion. And my mom was like, yeah, that's something. And so uh, that's, I think that will, I will probably say uh, my family investing in me and putting me in those um, contests was, was integral for me being here today. So yeah. yeah. Now I love that, especially Maya Angelou because uh, she's everything. Um, so you came from a church family. How did they feel about you going into hip hop? Because usually yeah. that's kind of a conflict unless you're doing like raps that are about the Lord. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? So about the gospel or something. But yeah, they, I mean, by the time I started like full on rapping or they even realized like I could do it. Because again, it was something that I did at school with my friends and my peers and going to different studios. It wasn't mm -hmm. something that my family really knew about. Um, and then uh, I would say it wasn't until like, I don't know, I was much older by the time that they realized like I could rap. And I had already by that time decided that I was going to be, um, well, they knew I could rap, but I'm saying by the time they realized like, oh, this is a thing. Like she is booked and busy. People ask her to come to places. So like, you know, obviously church and hip hop, like that's taboo because of the topics usually uh, are in conflict with what's being talked about over there. But for me, I had already decided to be a positive, inspirational, message driven um, artist, so to speak, who definitely does have a church or Christian uh, background and worldview. But I chose to be specific in that re regard. So since my stuff is kind of generally like good, you know, <laughs> then it, it, it's not a problem. So, yeah. Um, now when you first started performing, since you already had that experience since elementary school, yeah. how did, was there ever a time you were nervous and how did you overcome that? Oh, so I'm always, <laughs> so the funny part is, so I'm artistically known as Shy Speaks. Shy Speaks is the artist alias, but Shy is just my name, right? And mm -hmm. so my mom calls me Shy. My whole family calls my, me Shy. Shy is on my trophy, but Shy was like, I'm, I get shy. So let's, let's be clear. Like even to, to, to today I get shy, but, um, there's a, a word that I came up with, like a, it was a line in a, in a poem that I said, I rhyme in this time. Cause I was designed for this season. Right. And so I have to realize that I do this because this is what I'm here to do. And this is the, there's a purpose behind when I do it. And when I do it, I speak a language that, uh, other people probably wouldn't be able to to speak and or be able to listen to it if it was coming in any other mode. And so because I know the the power and the weight behind it, that's what helps me like shake off the little nervousness and the stage fright and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So Now I was reading through your bio and it's very impressive. And I mean, you've won a few awards, even even as an adult, it didn't stop in elementary school. <laughs> but you also performed a alongside some huge names was there right. ever a time even with that that you were just kind of like how did this happen or 
Like, I mean, I'm yeah, sure you felt right. this every step was meant to be, but at the same time, was there ever that moment you were like, felt maybe imposter syndrome or just felt like I'm not ready for this? And how did you overcome that? Because so many times people doubt themselves when just like you, their talent is meant to be, is meant to be, it's meant for them to share. And right. I just want for them to hear from you, how you overcame it and how they can too. You know, um, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if I ever had like imposter syndrome in, in the re regard to music, but I felt it in other areas of my life. But like when I was opening for some of the people you talked about, like uh, maybe like Ludacris or Bum B or Rap City or I don't know, just some of the, the like prominent figures in hip hop. It was. OK, I will say this. So here's the thing. I, my family knows that wherever I go, I'm always me, but they don't always come to all my shows because they're like, eh, there's going to be some other stuff going on. But, you know, if I'm at a Jeezy concert, I feel, I mean, I'm a hip hopper, right? And so I, I, I never, I don't know if I felt imposter syndrome in that regard, but there were times where I, I looked out and I'm like, wow, this is the Dr. Pepper arena. Oh my gosh, this is the drum factory. It's 3,000 people up here. You know, it's 4,000 people looking back at me. I, I better get this right. And so there is that pressure. Um, but I think for me, like, because I've been doing this so long and I think that's the thing, I, like, here's the thing. Some people have, didn't have the opportunity to start when they were a kid, but whenever you start, whenever you start doing whatever it is that you're doing, especially if you're using your voice and speaking and, and something like that, you just have to practice, 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 get as many reps and opportunities in because the more you do something, um, the more it becomes second nature to you. It becomes like Mr. Miyagi wax on wax off. Right. And <laughs> yeah. so it's like, I see all the people, but I know that I've done this enough time to where all I got to do is go on stage, wax on, wax off. So yeah. Like muscle memory almost. Right. So muscle memory. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I also like with your spoken word or even with coming up with songs, like what's your process to, is it, are you, is it more or less that you, something's happening around you and you feel like writing it or you hear a song and you're like, Ooh, I would have done it this way. Like what is your process as far as coming up with new songs and lyrics? So some of the things you just kind of said are like all of those things happen to me. I'm not one of those people that's like I have a rigid system like it has to come to me this way. Now, I will say this. Um, this uh, there's a statement that says that a fool speaks when they want to say something, you know, and then a wise person speaks when they have something to say. And so whenever I feel a message like bubbling up in within me and I have something to say, then inspiration comes easily. It's easy for me to write, right? I have something to say. Um, so, so most of the time, the message or the concept of the idea comes first, but there are times where I hear a track or music, I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> and it just kind of just happens right there. So I don't have a really rigid way, but you did mention something. You said, do you sometimes hear, hear the beat and you're like, oh, I need to do this and turn it into, to, turn it into my own. I actually have recently started doing that in 2020 um, during like well, we, we, the pandemic, uh, the, the onset of the pandemic. I launched a series called Free Lunch Fridays where I hop on other people's beats and I just kind of go in. I, it's kind of like it's like combining free lunch, uh, free food and uh, the freestyle, the spirit of freestyle and free verse. So, yeah, so I, I do I do a couple of different things, but mostly for me, it's usually a message that kind of comes in my head or I thought 
That's fascinating. So you also are a voiceover artist. How did yeah. that come about? And what, where have we might have heard? No, I'm just kidding. Um, what, are, what is your favorite part of doing that as well? So, okay. So, yes, I am a voiceover artist. And, and, and how that came about is because uh, I think through me being a poet and me being able to stand on stage and being um, be an orator and so forth and so on, there were times where people would be like, I need somebody with like a strong voice, a strong speaking voice, real smooth and, you know, or this type of tone, but like they can kind of make it sound dreamy or whatever. So basically people would begin to refer me like, hey, Shy Speaks could take your script and kind of make it poetic, so to speak. And so there will be times where people would contact me and say, hey, I have this script. Can you help me rework it to make it not sound so blah? Like, you know, uh, it's a commercial script and I don't want it to sound just too. I wanted to have some flow. So I started off doing what I call like poetic scripting. And then there were times where people say, I want the voice. I want your voice on the commercial. I want your voice in the, in the spot. And so uh, it, it, it just kind of happened. I mean, it was just kind of like through referral and through uh, my live presentations, people said like, I like your voice. I want to start utilizing you. I didn't have a voiceover company officially set up, but I'm like, okay, I can start providing services and then we'll get the company later, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I right. can do it. Just because you kind of get to become something different in that moment, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, tell everyone a little bit about your other endeavors that you have going on, because we spoke a little bit off about it off um, off camera. So I want to make sure that you share about this, because this is exciting. This is a lot of people are doing courses, but you don't always know if they're qualified to teach it. And clearly you are. So share a little bit about that as well. Right. So I am going to be uh, launching this year. I'm going to be launching an online academy. If, if I've been working on it on the back end. And the online academy is all about uh, teaching independent artists and creative entrepreneurs how to set up, organize and operate their art as a business. Um, I think oftentimes creatives know how to do the creative thing. We know how to do the runs, the ribs, the, the metaphors and the, assim the sim assim similes and all those types of things. But can you send an invoice? You know? Communicating with your audience aside from posting on social media. Do you have contract? Is there how do people reach out to you and book you for press interviews or performances? And so oftentimes people are just like really good and people just refer you into places, but you don't have that that structure or the infrastructure um, together. And so that's what I really want to help artists do. Like I know, uh, especially for some artists, it's not even, it doesn't even come natural. It doesn't even come, it's like, the, it's like the thing that they don't really want to do. But if I could help them get it all set up in a short period of time, then you can just use it to operate. Because at the end of the day, all have products, they have services which make them businesses. And if you are a business, um, if you plan to scale, you have to start operating one, and that requires infrastructure. So, yeah. No, and I mean, sometimes with artists, it's like only one side of their brain works in that, you know, like they like thinking of with the A side of the brain or B, I can't even remember which one's which, but it's it's difficult because I'm I'm a daughter of an artist, I've I worked in the film industry since I was a teenager, like I, I get it, like. My agent handles most of my business stuff. And right. when I started doing my podcast and had to do things myself, it's like, this is so time consuming. And I don't even like doing, I don't even like replying to emails, truth be told. Right. Like, right. I'd rather you call me personally because it's, it's too much to read. And I, like, 
I'm like, y'all ain't going to make me go blind with these long press releases every day, <laughs> all day long, like get to the point. Yeah. So, um, speaking of which getting to the point, you recently came out with this beautiful music video that you wanted to shout out because you know, it's basketball season, March madness, all of that. And you, I'm team Duke. And speaking of a basketball team that begins with D <laughs> can you share a little bit about that? And I, and I'll show I'll show the audience the video after you tell a little bit about it and how that came about. Yes. So um, as I mentioned earlier, most of my music and artistry, spoken, any of it, it, it comes out of a bag of trying to be positive, uh, inspirational and uplifting. Um, I think it's just that's what comes natural to me. I think there's, there's not a soul on the planet that cannot stand to be encouraged just a little bit more. And so I actually wrote this song called Wings, right? The song is called Wings and it's all about um, kind of like pretty much reveling in the secret sauce that you have that causes you to be able to fly uh, and soar to great heights. And I'm like, I want this song to feel like an anthem. I want it to feel like a sports anthem. Uh, if I'm going to do sports, it needs to be specifically for female basketball athletes because, you know, I played uh, high school sports, a little bit of little small piece, piece of college. Um, but I wanted to dedicate it to the, the women's sports world. And so uh, anyway, I recently shot the song was released, released on March 4th. And uh, I dedicated the music video to the DeSoto Lady Eagles, which is the Soto High School girls basketball team uh, in the DFW Metroplex right here in Texas. And they actually won state. Right. So we, we recorded the video. And then a couple of weeks later, they played in state. We dropped the video the day before they won the championship. It was like it was I don't even know how we like conceptualize to do all that at once. But Wings, listen, it's a song that it's a sports anthem, kind of, but it's also just the anthem for you and your team to feel like, okay, we got this going on. We all the way up, you know? So, yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the song, but the video was so fun to shoot. We incorporated the girls. The girls' basketball team is in the video. The coach, all of that is super historic. And wait, the mayor too, right? <laughs> the mayor of DeSoto is in the video. The principal is in the video. The coach is... is, is Oh, I can, I get so excited talking about it. Let me come. Yeah. Look, let's let's talk no more. Let's show the people what's going on. So let me just bring that up so everybody can see what we are talking about. I got the wings, it's the wings, I got the wings, yeah, yeah. I got the wings, it's the wings, I got the wings, yeah, yeah. Simmer down, no, oh, won't be civilized. I won't be denied, but asking me how I rise, you know why? I got the wings, it's the wings, I got the wings, yeah, yeah. I got the wings, it's the wings, I got the wings, yeah, yeah. I'm supreme, yeah, just how it's now, look, you got to see the rest of it on YouTube. I'll drop the link because, like, it brings me all that, like, pep rally, uh, uh, fun. You know, like, it reminds me of the good times of high school because a lot of times you remember the bad. <laughs> but I had a great time in high school. I, I was an athlete as well. So, like, it brought back all that fun of Friday nights going to the football or Thursday or not football, basketball games and just – cheering for your team, talking junk, looking fly, and <laughs> the whole thing, and having like your whole dance routine that you did towards certain songs and stuff. Like it, it's really cool. And you know, got to shout out Duke too. Um, so, 
I'm I'm curious, like after they won and everything, and the mayor, and how did they respond to seeing the video? Because I'm sure they were hype as well about it. Yes, the what what got me was like how excited the coach was because think, think about it, the coach was in playoffs at the end of the her last I think um, season game before they went into playoffs. We were like, can we do, we, we want to we need to shoot the music video? Can we do it now? She's like, let's do it now. But you know, she wanted them to stay focused in that game mode. We trying to win a championship, not to be celebrating, but they needed to celebrate. I mean, they were like, I think they were like. They lost zero games in their district. I think they may have only lost one game at an ESPN Invitational, which was all the girls around the nation. Like, so I'm like, they need to celebrate. So anyway, we did the video. The girls had so much fun. If you watch it, if you, you know, because she teased you with it, go back and watch the video. You'll see them getting in there. And at the end of it, coach was like, when they saw the video, they were like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. We love it. Like, it's like, yeah, like I, I, you know, they were like, this is, we're so happy that we did it. We gave them an opportunity to celebrate because guess what? These girls deserve it. They went on and handled business at the championship. So the video dropped that Friday and then Saturday they played the championship. So it was everything, right. which gives them something to listen to when they're done. It gives them something to share to their friends at their school. And so I know the kids were sharing it. So because I seen some of the, I saw some of the students at the game and they were like, is that the girl, the wings girl, the wings lady? You know, uh, the principal loved it. The mayor, she shouted the video back out. Like we got so much positive feedback. Even the the, the school board reached out to us and just was like, "Yeah, this is, this is great." So it was from from the local level, which is like, of course, I'm an artist. I want my and I and I'm an inter international artist. So I want my song to go everywhere. But what they say, charity starts at home. Uh, love should be local, and so to do the local love thing, and and they receive it well. I, it was it, it was great. No, it's nothing better than being accepted in your own home in that way, you know, and being celebrated too and being able to share that love with yeah. the basketball team. And that's something they'll have forever that they can share with friends and colleges and, you know, like grandkids, <laughs> like it's, you know, it's, it's there for them. And I just, I'm so happy for them as well. And congratulations, ladies, for winning state championships. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, look, look, oops, wrong one. Let's give them some applause in this piece. So, um, right, yeah, what's yeah. coming up next for you? And how can everyone, speaking of sharing, how can everyone keep up with you and share your information and do all of that before we head out? Um, so that's a really great question. I always tell people because people want to just do do the quick thing and go to social media and follow. And please do because I try to be very act interactive with the people who take time to um, keep up with my journey. And now I'm on social media, that's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Shy Speaks. That's S-H-Y-S-P-E-A-K-S. -E um, also, I have a website, which is where I would really tell you to go, to go to shyspeaks.com. And on there, you're able to go to my music page. And I actually have a, a project that's like, it's free if you join my email list like so basically only my email subscribers get this particular project and so go on there go to the website for rules around get the free project unless they plugged in and of course follow me on social media that's great and that's where they can find out about your um your university that's coming up too or not university yes uh, yes i i have i've been holding the. i got the i haven't cut the ribbon yet on it mm -hmm. and so i've been holding it back at bay but they will be able to find out uh, more about the um 
the online academy. And so, yeah. And then, of course, for people who say like, no, I don't want to just follow and get on the email list. I'm going to do that, but I want to support you. I actually have a Patreon as well. So it's patreon.com slash shy speaks, or you can go to my website and get there either way. But there you can actually be, you can pledge monthly to be a part of um, my community that I'm building out for like shy speaks fans and creative entrepreneurs um, because I'm dropping nuggets and I'm sharing like a whole bunch of exclusive content there. So you can kind of support me there as well. So yeah, all of those things, Sha speaks and everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Well, again, thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate you rescheduling with me and I'm sorry again, it never happens and knock on wood. Ooh, where's some wood? <laughs> so it doesn't happen again to me. And thanks again. And make sure everyone that you share, like, support your girl, Shy Speaks, as well as the eSpot with Camille. And I will be back next week, next Thursday, another great guest. And make sure you shout out my sponsors as well. Blue Water Spa is my sponsor, as well as Olivia Gatewood. Um, who's the artist who also does my earrings. Olivia's art gallery is where you can find her. So thank you again so much for everyone for tuning in and having this day with us and spending the time with me and Shy Speaks. We had a great time and keep watching the eSpot. All right. Peace out.